0: You are listening to a podcast from the UAB School of Nursing Health Network.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Clinical Pearls. I'm your host for today's show, Allison Jones. Today we're talking about entry into nursing practice with my friends and colleagues, Dr. Katie Paris, Dr. Danielle Baker, and Mr. Michael Mosley. I want to welcome all of you to the show and I'd like to start by asking you each to introduce yourselves and how you found your way into nursing. Danielle, would you like to start?
0: yes sure thanks for having me Um, my name is danielle baker i've been a nurse for 18 years Um, been teaching at the school of nursing for the last 12 years in the accelerated um, master's pathway so i teach students that are to take a little bit different pathway than what i did into nursing Um, i started with an associate's degree and then um, over time had my uh, bachelor's degree, my master's degree, and then uh, my DMP from UAB. So I've taken a long time to get to this point, um, but there are many ways that you can get into nursing and, uh, we welcome everyone that comes into nursing.
1: Thanks Danielle. Uh, Katie, would you like to go next?
0: Sure.
2: Thank you. Um, I'm really excited to be here today too. I actually started as a, a nurse tech while I was getting my BSN. Um And I think that that experience exposed me to nursing and, and really made me want to continue my education. Uh, so then I pursued my MSN and then my DMP from Case Western Reserve. I've actually been a nurse for over 30 years. It's, it's really hard to imagine. It's really been that long, but um, I guess the numbers don't lie. Um, I have done a lot of different roles. Uh, I started out in critical care for many, many years, and that is where my love of taking care of patients stems from, but I've also done a lot of different types of roles as a nurse um, and have been teaching off and on for about 16 years. So um, it's been a love, uh, combining education and mentoring of new nurses, as well as still being able to care for our patients that I love and want to help. So I'm excited to explore some more things today.
1: Thanks, Katie. And lastly, Michael, give us a little Uh, bit of your story,
3: Yeah, sure, thank you for asking and thanks for having us on today, Allison. My journey into nursing started as actually a career change. I did uh, multiple jobs, held multiple positions after I graduated high school and was just sort of looking for something that mattered just a little bit more. Um, decided to enter into nursing school around the turn of the century, so around the year 2000. Graduated initially with my associate's degree as well, um, as Danielle mentioned that she did. And through progression of degrees and, and over the long term of my career, I finally made it to my master's level and hopefully will complete my doctoral training this year uh, at UAB. So uh, like Dr. Paris, I've worked in multiple environments. I've been in, in the acute care setting. I've worked in intensive care. I've also worked and spent several years in home care. And that's where my true passion for nursing actually came to came to light. So, yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Well, we're so glad to have all of you with us. I wanna start by clarifying some terminology just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, Dr. Paris, you mentioned um, an associate's degree, you mentioned uh, nursing tech, um, tell us about the different acronyms that people commonly hear in nursing and what those differences are.
2: Uh, nursing tech is typically one that is um, not licensed. Uh, they work as an assistant to the nurse in lots of different settings as well. Uh, they are able to take vital signs, which is taking like a blood pressure and heart rate and things on patients helping with activities of daily living, like helping people eat and bathing them. Um, and they're an assistant um, and a, a help provide care uh, that the nurses are assigned to. And it's an excellent learning experience uh, for someone who is really thinking about going into nursing And that also wants exposure to patient care before they actually get into nursing school or after they're in nursing school. And then as they graduate, uh, they can transition to the nurse role. And RN or registered nurse um, is also um, the ability to take care of patients in many, many different settings. They have a couple of different pathways to get to it, um, an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree. And there's just a difference in the quantity of schooling that they go through. The roles are very similar, but the BSN prepared nurse has more, uh, I guess, focus on leadership supervision, delegation, um, as well as, um, you know, evidence-based practice, and our scholarship in nursing. And so there's a few differences there, although the care that they can provide to patients is very, very similar.
1: And what about uh, the, there's an in-between, right? There's a, an, a, another level in between there that could be a licensed practical nurse. How does that role differ from the registered yeah. nurse?
2: So the, the licensed practical nurse, is also able to provide care, although they do work under a different scope of practice than the RN does. Their schooling is slightly um, shortened because of that role. There are certain responsibilities that um, go to the RN that the LPN does not have the ability to perform, such as patient education, some uh, physical assessments. different types of medications and things that the RN is specially trained to actually provide. So the RN delegates appropriate tasks to the LPN so that she can assist her in her role.
1: And Danielle, I want to go to you for a moment because you mentioned um, an accelerated master's pathway. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about what that is.
0: Yes. so. Um Here at UAB we have an accelerated masters in nursing pathway and this allows individuals with a degree in a different area to come into nursing and take all of the um, entry level nursing classes and are able to provide bedside care um, within a short amount of time so. the degree option is different than the licensure. Um, so, you know, nurses can enter with different degree levels, but, um, they take the same certification or licensure exam. And so they pretty much function in the same role, especially when they first become nurses and get out of school. I want
1: to take a moment just to clarify that there, there is a difference between having the degree and the licensure. Um, Michael, can you talk to us a little bit about the distinction?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So the degree that one receives um, based on the outcome of their education is, is essentially the degree. And so that is, we mentioned associate's degree. There is an associate's degree entry to practice nurse. There's also a bachelor's degree entry to practice nurse. There's a master's degree entry to practice nurse and uh, the licensure. uh, This, this is the exam that Dr. Baker mentioned, The licensure exam that one must take to become a nurse in the United States is the national certification licensure exam for registered nursing or the NCLEX RN.
1: And what about uh, students who may have um, an associate degree? We have some pathways that they can move forward if they would like to further their education. Uh, Dr. Paris, would you mind to, to tell us about some of those bridge programs?
2: Absolutely, sometimes uh, an AD or an associate's degree nurse may desire to um, continue on with their education. And so there is a bridge program that, uh, it's an RN to BSN pathway,
3: and it allows
2: them to take credit hours towards their BSN, as long as they have the appropriate prerequisites. It's typically 30-ish credit hours that they can either take a class or two um, while they work um, at the bedside or in whatever role they're currently in, and then graduate with their BSN degree. It will um, open up opportunities for some leadership and some management um, potential in the hospital or, or the areas that they're working in, as well as continue on potentially to their master's or doctoral program.
1: Danielle, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about um, what students can expect to be involved in the role of a nurse.
0: Yeah, so um, you can look at it different, go through it different ways. Um, you can do like Dr. Paris was talking about via tech in. Uh, before you start nursing school, or you can have shadowing or volunteer experiences um, that also give you some idea of what a nurse does and how they interact with their patients. Um, Obviously, this doesn't give you the full immersed um, experience of a nurse, but when you go into nursing school, we have clinical experiences, and they have you know from 90 hours some semesters up to um, we even have a 300 hour clinical course that really immerses them in the role of a student nurse and hopefully they're able to um, see what it would be like when they're actually a nurse and responsible for their own patients um i guess that is the tricky thing with <laughs> clinicals you're not totally released to take care of individuals by yourself you have someone uh, overseeing what you're doing. So um, you miss out on some of that responsibility that um, a true nurse, um, a licensed nurse would have, but um, it's as close as possible. Uh, we try to get you ready to have that um, during your time in nursing school.
1: Michael, tell us about um, the didactic courses and the clinical courses that are involved in a BSN program.
3: So, I will speak more specifically just to entry to practice nursing. We have a mixture of didactic coursework, uh, primarily consisting of adult health or medical surgical and then special populations such as maternal and uh, pediatric nursing. We have community health nursing, students' experience, leadership uh, coursework, pathophysiology, pharmacology. These are all very heavy didactic areas. And then as Dr. Baker was mentioning, we also have clinical experiences that parallel many of these courses that focus on the care of specific populations that one will experience in the workplace.
2: Allison, I can expand a little bit on that. Yeah, please go ahead. So, um, along with the clinical and the didactic components, where you get you know the textbook theory kind of um, content and then the application of it in the hospital for clinicals, there's also a component of practice. And so we have um, an amazing lab, we're just very blessed to have an amazing lab here where each semester um, or most semesters, students also have the ability to practice their skills as well as some of their other competencies that may or may not be related to a skill like starting an IV or um, putting in a Foley catheter, which is the urinary catheter, but it could be maybe helping someone um, through grief or empathy kind of um, skills. So there's the ability to practice the things that they're gonna be exposed to and also practicing in the hospital. Um, and it's amazing opportunity for them to gain confidence and to really get good at it.
1: Thank you, Katie. I think that's really important to understand that, that there is a level of complexity with nursing, that is not just performance of the skills, but also the interpersonal relationships that you yeah. develop with your patients. That's a great point. Um, I want to just kind of bounce around with each of you and talk about some different settings that nurses can work in. You know, traditionally there's a hospital or a clinic setting, um, but Danielle, what other settings have you experienced nurses in?
0: So, like you said. Um, it- you think of nurses, or I think of nurses in the hospital setting. Um, so in that setting, there are subsettings, right? So you have emergency room nurses and ICU and um, women's services like labor and delivery. You also have um, your um, hospitalist or med- medical surgical floors that um, a lot of individuals work on. And then we also have um, setting, you know, outpatient settings. So you can work in clinics, um, you can work in, um, I guess Mr. Mosley would like to talk about home health. Um, maybe if he can have the opportunity to talk about that, but we do teach people to, um, you know, go in and provide care in individuals' homes. Um, so that's a component of um, nursing school and where you could provide care. Um, we also think about, um, Psychiatric facilities, and so they may be like adult daycares or um, um, boarding facilities. Um, so, also nurses practice there.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned the home health setting because I think that's very important. Uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about that setting. What what is involved sure. in home health, so, health
3: care? You can a nurse can work at several different uh, at several several different levels within the home as well. So. My personal experience was working in traditional home care for patients who were discharged home from the hospital or whose whose physicians or providers intra-office recognized that the patient was in need of skilled services uh, that wouldn't necessarily require acute care hospitalization and so a nurse can provide care in a setting like uh, a traditional home health setting like that well a nurse can also further specialize a nurse can can specialize in infusion services for example and work for a company that provides infusion services in the home. A nurse could work or specialize in hospice or, or palliative care services and, pro, and provide those services within the home as well. So um, there's multiple levels to the home care setting in, in addition to the multiple levels in the acute care setting.
1: And Katie, what about um, nurses practicing in the community setting? What type of opportunities are there in that area?
2: Absolutely, there's always an expanded role in the community. Of course, we have school nurses. You know, um, you know the health department, as well as uh, lots of different roles for nurses to go out in the community and not just educate an individual patient, but actually make an extreme impact on the health of a a true community or a group of of people. Uh, It might be education on diet, or it could be um, some environmental thing that has been identified as an issue. Uh, We have seen with COVID lots of community involvement in terms of uh, testing for COVID and vaccination administration, as well as education.
1: Katie, I'm going to stay with you for just a moment. Tell us about what you're seeing in terms of the job market for nursing right now.
2: We're actually seeing a great need for nurses right now. Um, There's just a lot of openings because of the influx of patients. Hospitals are full. Um, Again, the community is in a lot of need for those roles that I just described in terms of testing and vaccination administration and education in every aspect of nursing that I am exposed to, uh, they really are in need of nursing. So there's the ability to, to go into a profession that is not only rewarding, um, in and lots and lots of different ways, but are truly, truly valued and so important in individual and community health.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Danielle, can you tell us what it is like for a new nurse in terms of orientation? How do they get adjusted to that new role?
0: So this is always a topic that comes up when people are in nursing school, um, especially in the program where I teach people who are, had careers in the past and so they're used to you know being exposed to an environment and being expected to perform functionally in that environment immediately but nursing is one of the great career options um that give you a long time to acclimate to your new setting so you know we have six to eight weeks of training um on Uh, typical medical surgical floors, Um, you know, this training can go up to six months in the OR setting um, if they were special in a specialty setting. So you do have um, time to acclimate to your new job and you will be functioning with a nurse and be on an orientation for an extended amount of time. And so that helps people become a little bit more comfortable with um, their new role as a nurse.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I do want to mention that there are some areas in which orientation also involves possibly a certification course um, to further your skills in that particular area prior to taking care of those patients. Um, Michael, I want to go to you for a moment. And can you describe a typical day in the life of a nurse?
3: Sure. Well, oh, that's a lovely question um a lot of it is going to depend on where that nurse is actually functioning and so if i'm speaking in general terms i would say it has to start with the nurse uh, preparing themselves for that day i think um, the different environments no matter where they are they're going to come with their own set of challenges and circumstances that that nurses or working professionals are expected to deal with and so um sort of a little bit of self-reflection about what your mission for that particular day is And then once you arrive to your workplace, you're going to want to go ahead and perform a little bit of an assessment about uh, or of what has been going on before you arrive. So, you know, you're going to be the continuation of that care for that particular population of patients. So if you're in the acute care setting, that's going to involve discussing with your coworkers the people that you're receiving a, a handoff report from for the care of the team that you're going to be providing the care for throughout the day. And then you're gonna be tasked with assisting the patients in prioritizing their steps of care throughout the day. So, you know, you're gonna need to help some of those individuals prepare for eating, prepare for medication administration. You're gonna help those individuals take care of their activities of daily living. Some of those people will need help with basic hygiene. Some of them are gonna need education Uh, some of their families are going to need education you're going to need to prepare to have conversations and communication with multiple interprofessional um, teams Um, interprofessional teams are a large part of of the care that's provided to patients no matter what environment you're working in and and then of course helping your patient to reach those patient-centered goals by the end of your uh, shift or task or your particular day may very well be possible but if you're not able to meet the goals that those patients need to meet throughout the course of their day, then you're gonna to need to go ahead and prepare for handing that patient's care back off to the professional who's gonna come relieve you at the end of your shift. So um, I suppose that's, that's where the professional day would end. Uh, and then you would need to, of course, find yourself back in your, in your home environment, trying to sort of debrief about the things that you've gone through throughout the day, uh, the things that you, that you did handle well and the things that you could have handled better. Uh, and also preparing yourself to to get back into that environment the next day.
1: I think that that is a very nice summary of what nurses, what potential nurses can expect from a day's work. And it brings me to another point. I would like to ask each of you what major challenges you have faced in your role as a nurse and how you dealt with those challenges. Um, Katie, can you start?
2: when I was nursing at the bedside, just to clarify, or as my role? Yes,
1: let's start at the bedside.
2: Um, I guess at the bedside, some of the biggest challenges that I had were um, really truly learning the different roles and responsibilities uh, that I was being in charge of. I, I started as a new grad in the critical care unit and then within six months was in a charge nurse kind of supervisory role. And so I, I had to learn a lot. Now, I wasn't just learning my profession of nursing, I was also learning the different skills that you utilize as a manager and as a leader in that role of a charge nurse. Not to mention just the maneuvering of critical patients in and out and trying to make room for more critical patients. So the networking of, of those type of things and dealing with, of course, lots and lots of stressful situations. So those different, what we call soft skills, um, I I utilized a lot of those and I really got a lot of practice with that in those roles and then became a director um, within a few years. And, And so I feel like, although the skills were very important, knowing EKGs and how to handle a critical patient in those terrible situations, The other skills that I learned, such as conflict resolution, critical thinking, clinical judgment, empathy, and some of those non-tangible kind of skills really truly impacted me the most and were probably, I think, the most important thing that I brought along with my career throughout my 30 years as a nurse.
1: Yeah, you make some great points there. Uh, I can remember one of my coworkers telling me that nursing is a 24-hour job because I was um, getting frustrated with myself for not being able to finish what I felt like I I should get done. And and he told me, you know, it's 24 hours and this is why we have shift change and we give report. Uh, Danielle, what kind of issues or challenges have you faced?
0: When I first started, yes okay yeah um so i worked in a um Mm -hmm. high acuity intensive care um straight out of nursing school so the learning curve was pretty high for me um you know you feel a little inadequate to be there you work with some really great people who have been there a long time and um you know they're catching things that you think you should be identifying in your patients so just really getting better with my assessment and then also just did know more what um you know i was thinking i knew at the time so um, that was a, a pretty big challenge for me for about six months I, I struggled with my confidence and um just being like i can i can do this and i've got this and i know how to take care of patients and then once i developed that um the reality of how sick the individuals were and just trying to learn more about whatever procedures um they were having Um, we had a huge surgical service so there were like 25 different services and we we had those patients so that was um hard to learn all of the things that go along with all of the specific surgeries, um, but that's the next task I set out to to manage. And then, you know, just the hard things that come along with being a nurse. Um, people are sick, they don't, sometimes they know they're sick, sometimes it's an unexpected surprise, just the human emotions that go along with that. Um, the patients and their family members, um, that was also, something I knew that I would face, but I didn't realize how challenging it would be until it, I was in that situation. Um, so, those were like my first two years of being an ICU nurse, like just getting everything under control and then, um, you know, starting to deal with my own emotions about taking care of people that are really sick and, you know, may not live. And so um, it took while to get used to that.
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. And um, I want to note that we have a comment from our audience that I want to share with you about the acknowledgement of sacrifices that nurses make to care for other people. And they share their thanks to to all of the nurses. So we appreciate that comment. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Michael, can we talk about any issues that you might have faced?
3: Sure. Um, I wish, like Danielle, I had the personal reflection to to recognize early in my career that I needed to know more things to be able to provide care for people. Unfortunately, uh, my transition into nursing was partially from a marketing background. And so I never really had a lot of challenges as far as interpersonal communication when I was probably overly confident um, when I left school. Having uh, passed the NCLEX exam successfully and landing my first job in the area that I wanted to uh, work, everything was going well. And then, you know, probably three months into my career, something happened that that made me realize the gravity of the situation that I had found myself working in, and having the ability or, or, or having the necessity to go back and actually critically evaluate myself in such uh, a manner that. I began to hold myself to a higher standard because the patients I was taking care of needed me to do that. That was really challenging for me. Um, And it's something that has stuck with me throughout the rest of my career. And, you know, some of the other challenges that exist, I feel worth mentioning, include things like working with people in different teams and understanding team dynamics and knowing that you're going to be working with a team full of people who are there providing the sacrifices that you're providing also every day and some of those people are gonna cope with those just a little bit differently than you are. And understanding that, you know, the common goal of, of having the best care given to your patients at the time that they need it to be given is something that is, is, is true for every nurse who's there. And knowing some people are not gonna communicate in exactly the way that you would communicate and understanding that those things are important for you to be able to work through, I think is a layer of challenges that we don't necessarily naturally or instinctively anticipate dealing with and working with groups of people. Um, and, and then along with that comes resilience. So, you know, you need to be able to develop that in order to successfully make it to the end of that day. And, and I just I did not anticipate the complexity of the environment itself. I wasn't going to be. And I was very fortunate in that before I went to nursing school, my mother, who was a, a certified nursing assistant or a CNA, uh, very early on in my life, encouraged me to go to work as a CNA before I went to nursing school to make sure that I understood what I was getting into. And so I did that. And I had an appreciation for how sick the people I was going to be taking care of were in terms of not being able to perform tasks for themselves that I was going to need to be comfortable helping them to perform. But I actually wound up working alongside people who didn't have that, um, who didn't have that opportunity. And so they needed to be helped in terms of what they were comfortable assisting patients to do day in and day out that are necessary roles that that the nurse must fulfill. So boy, the the list of challenges just go on for days. You know, I'm I'm sure you don't want that to happen. So that's that's probably all I would add to this discussion.
1: Thank you. And I I wanna reiterate your point about being a certified nursing assistant. My mother is a nurse and she said the same thing to me. If you think you're interested in it, go work in the hospital and make sure that you are. Um, and to, on that note, any advice from you, um, from any of you about what potential students could do if they think that they're interested in going into nursing? Uh, Katie?
2: Absolutely, there's lots and lots of different ways to, to kind of make sure that that's the avenue you wanna take. You can do volunteering in the hospital as well as you know, the nursing assistant role um, after some training. Uh, you can shadow nurses in the hospital and lots of different other settings as well. Uh, just you know, food for thought for for someone who's interested. Just know that the programs are really rigorous. No matter which program you decide you want to uh, try and and go into, it's it's very difficult, but it's temporary and meaning that it's it's for a year or two. And that once you graduate, if you have it in your mind and in your heart that that's something you really want to do and you've gotten exposure to it and you find it rewarding, uh, you'll never regret it because nursing has so many different avenues uh, that you can go into and get exposed to. I know in every role I've, I've been in as a nurse, I've learned tremendous things about caring for patients and others. So it's extremely rewarding profession. Yeah, I agree.
1: Danielle, anything that you might um, suggest for people who are interested in nursing?
0: Yeah, so I was not a CNA. Um, I didn't have that experience, and but I did. I was a server, and so I always bring this up to people that um, that wait tables. That it's really helpful for your prioritization, for your people interaction, <laughs> you know, just if you have a conscious thought of what you're doing and how you're interacting with people and knowing that there is a priority list that you have to go through to provide the service that you're doing that day, then um, then yeah, I think that that will serve you well in nursing. As long as you're intentional um, with whatever you're doing and thinking about how you can apply those skills to your your new profession um, anything would be helpful but yeah i think working with the public and having that prioritization um, if you if you're a server
3: that's not plug
1: <laughs> yes i totally agree uh, michael anything else you might suggest
3: i would i would jump on to what uh, danielle is mentioning and and find a server and and buy a nurse lunch you know just tapping into my marketing background one of the things that i, I have learned over time is that if you can catch a person in a casual environment and ask them to tell you about what it is that they do or what it is that matters the most to them, be it good or bad, find a nurse and and, and buy them lunch and ask them to tell you about nursing, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And I think you'll find that what Dr. Paris mentioned is, is true and that you're, you're going to find out that that person is ultimately thankful for what they've been able to do uh, for the people that they've been lucky enough to provide care for them.
1: I completely agree. Um, We are getting close to the end of our time, and I want to ask you all before we go, do you have any resources that you would refer potential students to? Katie?
2: Of course. um, If they want specific information, um, go to the school that they're interested in attending and find out what classes are needed in order for them to apply uh, to follow the guidelines for application. Uh, The State Board of Nursing has an enormous amount of information for uh, people that are interested in becoming nurses, as well as um, the process for that. Um, There is an enormous amount um, uh, on the State Board, the NCLEX examination site that allows them to kind of see what kind of content is is tested, if they're curious about that. Um, And there's lots of different nursing. Uh, websites if it's specific to the type of nursing that they think they might want to go into that can kind of walk them through the different specialties and certifications that go along with that. Um, so those are just some off the top of my head.
1: Great. Uh, Danielle, do you know any resources off the top of your head for you know just the practical question of what kind of salary a nurse makes? Um, anything that you can suggest? Yeah, you
0: can Google, Google is great. You can typically just Google, um, you know, job openings and it'll take you to the specific hospital, I think in terms of hospital, but it'll take you to the specific website and they'll have their jobs listed and they'll have their starting salaries listed there. You can also um, get in contact with any HR individuals and they can um, walk you through how much they get paid and what the hourly requirements are and if they have differing shifts and um, you know, so you can kind of plan your life before you take a position.
1: Thank you. Um, finally, I want to go to each of you and just ask for any, any last takeaways that you would give to our audience. Um, Michael, let's start with you.
3: Sure. Um, I tell everyone without hesitation, nursing is by far going into nursing is by far the best decision I've ever made. Um, This has been the most rewarding experience of a career that I could ever have imagined. I've been able to travel. I've been able to meet fantastic people. I've been able to um, help provide care and learn uh, throughout my adult life. And one of the requirements of this profession is continuous learning. So um, my takeaway would be if this is something you're thinking about doing, do it. Don't stop thinking about it and do it.
1: Thank you. And thank you for being here. Katie, how about you?
2: I totally agree with everything Michael said, um, I, just in addition to it, is is just also know that, that because that team is so um, cohesive, you really make lifelong friends. And, and I think um, had I known all of that and, and known how fast my professional career was going to go, I, I just would have gone into it earlier if I had known. I didn't even know I wanted to be a nurse until I was kind of late in my college career. So um, try and figure it out as early, it really goes by very quickly. And you make some friends and some coworkers that are lifelong friends. And it's all about working together. And I totally agree about being a lifelong learner because nursing care is always changing and evidence-based practice Um, is evolving every day, that we're constantly learning new ways, better ways to care for patients. And so if that's something that appeals to you, consider going into nursing.
1: Thank you, Katie. And finally, Danielle, what are your thoughts or takeaways?
0: Um, So I guess first off, make sure that this is really what you want to do. Um, nursing is an amazing profession and you will have many opportunities to learn and grow and change your mind and work in different settings Um, but you need to make sure that this is what you want to do so take these opportunities that we've talked about so talk to a nurse find a website for the school that you're interested in talk to um, the academic advisors and make sure that you're picking the right path for you and that also that nursing is um, what you ultimately want to do and then i would say that um nursing is just wonderful for me personally and i think most people on this call (laughs) agree that it's been great for them um but just know that it is challenging and you will have some hard times that you're going to have to go through but it's typically worth it in the end and you're really able to make a difference in the lives of your patients and then even your coworkers, and you know who've ultimately turned into your friends. So make sure you wanna do it and then do it. (laughs) Thank you. I want
1: to express my gratitude to each of you for spending your time and your expertise with us and mostly for sharing your personal experiences. I'm sure that our audience appreciates that. Thank you all for joining us today and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.
0: Thanks for listening to Clinical Pearls from the UAB School of Nursing Health Network. This podcast is also available in video form at youtube.com
3: forward slash C forward slash nursing network.